Patience, guess what? What, Brother Paul? I was digging in this hill the other day and I found my own Urim and Thummim. What? The exact same kind that Joseph Smith used. Don't question me, okay? Oh. I was in this grove of trees and I found this box and I lifted a stone and there was this breastplate thing, okay, that I can put on with some funky glasses. Anyway, it helps me to, like, talk to people who aren't here. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was going to use this thing to talk to Jesus himself. Oh, for reals? Yeah, yeah. Can you believe I was able to talk to Jesus? Oh, my God. Can I talk to Jesus? You can. I can't. So I asked him, I was like, you know, would you be willing to talk to us for the show? He said he can, but the issue is, okay, only one of us can talk to him at a time through this breastplate thing. So if I'm wearing it, I can't talk. Huh. So you're going to have to do all of the questions and then Jesus will come to you through this Urim and Thummim, hmm. okay, and I just have to kind of sit here and hold it. Do you think you can talk to Jesus for us? Can you cover all the hard topics for Jesus? Ah, oh, can I talk to Jesus? You betcha. But, hey, is there anything you want me to ask him for you since only one of us can talk to him at a time? Make sure you include a couple of Mormon questions. Keep it topical. Okay. I can do that. All right, but I'm going to put this thing on, okay, and then once the sound effects are finished, you're going to be talking to Jesus himself, okay? So, are you ready? I can't wait to see what this thing looks like, Paul. I've always wondered what the Urim and Thummim look like. Uh, okay, all right, all right, all right. Uh, it's kind of heavy. Put me on now. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Oh, that's massive. Uh, that's what she said. Okay, I'm going. Whoa. Hello? 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 Hello, is that Sister Patience? It is Sister Patience. Is, is this Jesus? Yes, I am Jesus, thy Lord. How are you, Sister? I'm going good. I'm a little bit scared to speak to you because I often take your name in vain. Oh, that's okay, sister. I don't mind. How do I look today? Do you like the way I look? Oh, Jesus, you're such a handsome man. Oh, thank you. I trimmed my beard and my hair just to talk to you. Well, it's getting all my chemicals going. Oh, oh, oh. you're too sweet, sister patience. <laughs> What art thou doing this day? Well, I, I was chatting to my friend, Brother Paul, which I believe you might know. Oh, yes, yes, we were talking earlier. <laughs> very nice man, very nice indeed. Yeah, he's a great guy, he's a real funny guy. Yes, yes, very sweet. I would be happy to have him in heaven with me. Oh, really? Well, that's, that's cool. Mm, because mm. I think he feels like he might have been locked out of heaven for leaving the faith. We can talk about that later, Sister Patience, but I don't think people who are not Mormon will not be with me in the end. Oh, that's nice, Jesus. I'm glad you feel that way. Yes, yes. I, I must say, though, I, I have not spoken to any humans in quite a long time. Oh. I've been very nervous and very scared about talking to humans since, well... I don't know if you know, but last time I was on Earth, some very scary things happened to myself, and I've been quite secluded ever since. Oh my God, Jesus, they smashed you up on a cross. You must oh. have PTSD from that. Oh, oh, please, 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 gentle words. I'm still dealing with it. They were not very kind to me a a at all with, with what they did. No. Ever since, I've been in, in my room on my own, just playing with Uno cards and uh, and stroking my cat. It's been been very awkward. Uh, okay, the holy cat? Yeah, the holy cat. He, he, he comforts me. He's with me. Oh. Uh, he's my friend, and, and I've been with him now for, for 2,000 years. In all honesty, he hasn't done much for the last 2,000 and... 
95 years, but he, he's still with me. Well, a lot of my friends have holy pussies too, so it's all good, Jesus. <laughs> holy pussy. Huh. You're, you're alive, wire, sister patience. Oh, you made me, so you know. Yeah. It, it has been such a long time since I have heard a, a good pussy joke. Really? I appreciate thine efforts. Jesus, why do you sound like such a pussy? Dost I sound pussieth? Well, this is my normal divine talking voice. You just kind of sound defeated by everything in existence. you got to bounce back. Have you read the book about what thy humans did unto me? Oh, I've read all the books about what the humans did to you, and I've also seen the Mel Gibson film. Oh, oh, I, I, I cannot watch that movie. Oh, it is so horrible. If somebody nailed you to a piece of wood and hung you up on it and stabbed you with a sword and stuck vinegar in your mouth, would you want to watch it be recreated? Oh, I, I really wouldn't. I, I understand. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so now thou dost understand mine anguish. So I guess uh, every Easter we're like hammering another nail in. I don't understand Christians, Sister Patience. They all huh. have crosses in their chapels and on thine necklaces. What part of my story makes you think that I like crosses. It's definitely not the best part of the life that I did lead when I walketh among you. When you think about your life back on earth, what are the bits that you like to remember? I did make many friends. We spent many a, a good time together. We sailed boats. We did much fishing. We spoke to many people. We had many a great party and we met a lot of very colourful people such as prostitutes, and sinners and, and lepers, and they are very entertaining. Hast thou ever met a leper? I've never met a leper. Oh, uh, lepers are very wonderful and hilarious people because as you speaketh unto them, you can see their skin is falling off and you can laugh with very much and, and, and wonder how long it will take before all of thy fleshes has fallen to the floor. It's quite nice. And, and then after a while, I take mercy on them and I heal them. But wow. first I like to see how much flesh they can lose. And I have bets with, with my fellow friends to see how far they can go before they pass it out. You're just a good time, aren't you, Jesus? In my younger years, Sister Patience, I was quite thine entertainer. Uh, I did quite like a party. Thou mayest recall, in the Holy of Bibles, I attended a party and I saw that there was no wine. And I said, we needeth to drinketh wine for the party to be fun. And so I did as my favourite of all party tricks. I turned water into wine and they did drinketh and were merry. And it was such a fun night. <laughs> At least from what I remember, it was a very fun night. I woke up the next day in a strange room with my apostles and there was not clothing among us and none of us recalled fully what happened but we all knew that it was good well i'm glad it was good hey tell me more about this wine the accounts in the bible you know that book that you had a hand in inspiring it says that that wine was the best because you'd left the best for last which was unusual because usually it's the good plonk first you cannot have a party without some sort of alcoholic beverage. And they only had water. Have you ever heard of, of a good story happening with water? <laughs> Your father told one where he uh, flooded the entire earth and killed everyone. 
That was a pretty good story. Patience, please. Don't talk of my father and his past misdeeds. I, I don't know what he was thinking then, but all I can say is if I was around at the time, Moses would have escaped by simply having the Egyptians drink lots of wine and nobody would have perished. Because why should people perish? Have you ever perished? It's not fun for people to perish. It's not nice. I haven't perished to my knowledge, but that leads me to another question then. I mean, Jesus, have I lived other lives? Have I been other people? No, no, patience. There is but only one life for us to live, and you are living it now. Are you living it well? I'm living it pretty well. Art thou happy with thine life? Ah, look, since I started the drugs, I'm so happy. Oh, I've heard many great things about these drugs of which you speak. Many people say that these drugs do make them happy. Yeah, you should see your doctor about that, Jesus. Do you have a celestial doctor that you can get prescriptions from? In heaven there is no need for doctors as there is no, ah. no sickness, no death. We are all doing well. And I can healeth of myself at any time, but... The doctor is in. And that's you. I have not tried to healeth myself with drugs. <laughs> Well, you probably don't need them, Jesus. You seem to be pretty high on life, although you have been a bit moody and a little bit post-traumatic, so maybe some drugs could help you? My time on Earth was very traumatic, and I've been very much on myself ever since I left the Earth, because when I was there, all I tried to do was to say to people, be nice and love each other and be kind and be gentle and they didn't appreciate that message quite frankly sister patience and ever since i came back i just i haven't wanted to talk to people i've just wanted to love myself you know loving yourself's pretty good but you might get bored of it eventually it helps to love other people too you have very interesting theories but again you are speaking as someone who has not been nailed to a piece of fucking wood I do have a few more questions for you, Jesus, that I think you might be able to illuminate. Ask me what you think you would like to, to hear, and pass it on to thine fellow humans. Oh, don't worry, I will share that shit on Facebook. Oh, I, I've heard of this, this book of the face. I believe it is a way for humans to communicate over a wide area. I attempted to join myself, but Facebook would not verify me. Oh. Didn't they believe that you really were the Christ? No, no, I sent them my, my photos and an ID badge from the year AD 28 when I was a college student, but it wasn't timely enough to meet their standards. Oh, well, sorry about that, Jesus. You're not missing out on much, though. I mean, social media really is just... It does seem that there are many who claim to act in my name and, quite frankly, are huge fuckwits and say very hurtful things that I do not approve. So I hope that by talking to you, you will help to correct the wrongs that these people have, have, have put unto thy world. Oh, Jesus, let me help you right all the wrongs. So the first question is, you and Mary Magdalene. You kind of seemed cosy, but, you know, a lot of our church leaders will say that you never fucked, and I just don't think that's realistic. Just a patience, dost thou not understand that a male and a female can be friends without any sexual connotation whatsoever? I mean, dost thou have male friends with which you would never engage in sexual fuckery? <laughs> oh, ab absolutely. She was a very divine woman with a wonderful set of boobies if i'm quite honest i mean any 
any straight man or, or lesbian who saw her was just like, wow, I would totally love to bang that. And quite often she would bang them in return. But for me, she was just a, a very good friend. Ah, uh, see, I always thought there was something more there, but I guess all of those conspiracy theories about you having uh, children with Mary Magdalene are completely wrong. I, I was unable to bear children, I'm afraid. Oh. I was born into a manger under very, very trying circumstances, and as a young child, a donkey did bite my testicles and remove mine ability to, to procreate. Oh. So when you come, does an angel get its wings? I'm still ejaculating donkey teeth, to, to be quite honest. And I don't know what magical properties they possess. As wonderful as Mary was, and as much as I love her deeply, and we can't deny I spent my time with at least 12 other men, lying on their bosoms and sharing time with them. Those are the times I will really remember from, from my time on Earth. Me and my homeboys... Lying down together in our robes, spending time together, and, and eating many fish. Hmm. Have you ever spent all of thine time with at least 12 men? They're quite stimulating, I must say. I've seen videos that are like that. Oh, th there, there are videos as, as such? Oh, yeah. There's websites devoted to it, Jesus. You're not the only one that thinks it's awesome. I've heard about this... This great interweb. I, I'm told we cannot see it here in heaven un until 5G is available. <laughs> then the signal will, will reach all the way here to, to Kolob. So what what sort of things should I look look unto when 5G becometh available? Ah, oh, look, you should definitely dial into all the streaming services and the adult streaming services, you know? So, so if... I've heard that there is this thing called unto Google, where you type into the Google things you would like to see. So if I type into thine Google, men with 12 other men, whilst I find something stimulating. I can almost guarantee you that that will show you what you're looking for. Oh, I very much look forward to 5G becoming available then here in Kolob. All right. So tell me about your relationship with John your disciple then, because it says in the Bible that you loved him. In what way did you love him? I had two very wonderful friends called John. There was John the Baptist who, as you know, baptized me and made me very wet. I appreciated him, but I am assuming you were talking about the one that was called John the Beloved in thine holy Bible. Is, is that correct? I think he was called that. They did call him John the Beloved. And guess you could probably join the dots on, on that one. He, he did have a very special place in my heart, in my bosom and my loins. And I will always love him in a very deep and deep way. A very deep way. Oh, yes. so penetrative. We, we were very deep unto each other. Okay, that, that's lovely, Jesus. It's, I, I didn't realize you had this side to you, but you know what? I'm loving it. Hast thou readest? The New Testament. Oh, absolutely, Jesus. How could you not see that my hanging out with 12 other men, one of which was called my beloved, was in any ways non-homosexual? I don't know now, looking back on it. I believe many men on Earth have what they call a bromance, where they, men have a very close friend with which they are very close and spend a lot of time, but never, never cross any boundaries or do any touching. That seems a shame, doesn't it? At no point in the Bible does it say bromance. It says beloved and brethren and lieth upon the bosom and washeth of thy feet and cometh unto me. I do not understand how anyone could misinterpret 
such phrases. <laughs> All right. Jesus, I kind of want to know why you espouse ideas that indicate you have so little respect for yourself, you know, like turning the other cheek and just letting people whip on you. And, and why didn't you take yourself down off the cross? You know, that, that was turning the other cheek so far. You now have PTSD. That, that's not good for anyone. Why, why that? Well, I know I'm not the best example of mental health and, and confidence, but when you want to make friends, you, you, you're willing to do almost anything to make friends, right? Uh... I mean, think, think of the kid in school who, who perhaps wore their pants a little bit too high, perhaps had glasses or, or bad hygiene or, or, or severe acne. They would allow people to giveth unto them wedgies and maketh fun of them just so that they could be a part of the group. And I'll be honest, I had a lot of pressure in, in my youth. Uh, if you know who my father is, there was a lot of expectation to live up to his standards. And I did not feel I was up to those standards. And I just wanted to make friends and, and make people happy. Yes, my father was very demanding of me. He had very high expectations. It's not easy to be the son of the creator of everything and to live up to that expectation. And think about it yourself, Sister Patience. If you grew up with a father who was perfect in every way and created everything around you and told everyone that you were his, his one and only child, can you not see how that could be a very high expectationist to live us up to? Oh, yes. I mean, I, I'm an only child, so I can understand that pressure. Yeah. But was, was thy father perfect? No, but... Um... Did he create... The divine plan to get us into heaven. I don't know. I think he created the weekly plan to have a few tinnies with his mates. Oh, tinnies. Yes. I wish if my father had been more into into tinnies and less into nails and crosses. My father was, was a funny guy. You would have liked him, Jesus. Oh, was he kind? Oh, he was very kind. Did, did he wear a dress? <laughs> I think he would have been scared too. He lived in a country town in Australia. Oh. Oh, yes, I, I've heard very much about this Australia. My father did put us many strange animals in, in your country, I believe. He, he he had run out of ideas for animals, and he said unto me, My son, looketh at this creation. And he did show me the most bizarre creatures that he did send to your land, and, and we did both laugh very much. Oh, Sister Patience, you do indeed have as broad a mind as anyone I have encountered. Hopefully it's not so broad that it fills up with horseshit, hey? Hmm, horseshit. I once heard a parable about horseshit. Oh, oh, really? Yes, yes, once there was a man who had a horse that did do unto much shit that he did have to clear. And in clearing of this horseshit, he did put it all into a giant field. And in the giant field he did grow unto many, many trees and plants, and they were very fruitful, and he did sell them unto all of his friends. Okay. And that is the parable. So what's the moral of the story, Jesus? Because, like, parables, don't they have, like, meanings? Do they? I don't know. I thought when I did say unto many my parables, I did think that I was just waxing lyrical. Oh. Like I was a wordsmith. I was, like, unto... Shakespeare, or John Lennon, or Eddie Vedder of your day, just laying parables unto people consisting of lyrics 
that nobody ever put onto music, oh. but I thought were very deep and, and, and meaningful unto me. Lyrics, uh, uh, Sister Patience, are a very personal thing that can be taken many ways, depending on who is listening to them. Take it however in many ways you can, Jesus. I am a great fan of, of, of modern music, and, and as the great prophet David Grohl once said, you can perform a song unto 80,000 people, and they will all interpret it in 80,000 different ways. And when I said unto people mine parables, that was what I was trying to achieve, that I was simply writing poetry and lyrics for people to interpret any way that they did to interpret it. Wow, Jesus, this is really amazing. This makes me think about Kirk Cobain. Is he in heaven? Oh, yes, indeed. He is in heaven. We have spent some time together conversing and smelling of teen spirit. What's he like? He used to like wearing dresses. Oh, he does. We did wear dresses together and he does playing of his guitar and I just throw out lyrics unto him and he does play them and we do have a very wonderful time but he does have these strange lines in his arms which are not unto like mine holes they are much smaller into his arms and, and they do concern me Oh dear, the wounds from oh, oh okay well we, we won't go down that path but Jesus, if you ever wanted to make some music with Kurt Cobain, I'm sure that you could get some listeners down here on earth, because that would be heavenly. Oh, no, no. That which is done in heaven stays in heaven. It cannot come down to thine on earth. Oh, I just wanted to hear Kurt Cobain sing again. Once thou dost pass this over into the next life, we will be waiting for thee. Oh. So shall David Bowie and Jimi Hendrix... We will have the greatest music for thou to listen to upon thy return. Well, I'm trying to stay on this side of life for now. Is thou happy with thine life? Oh, my life's going all right. I've got a few plans. What plans dost thou have? Oh, I want to be my own boss. Art thou not thine own boss already? Yes, but I want to be a boss that can support herself a little better than what she does right now. Dost thou mean in terms of thine undergarments? Oh, look. Supportive undergarments are utmost importance to the human form. That's exactly what I was talking about, Jesus. When I was on Earth, we did not have undergarments, and everything lagged very, very low and, and sorrowful. That sounds horrible. Did you nearly get your willy cut off? It was a Jewish tradition at the time. However, I, I did feel that my loincloth did not quite sufficiently support thine divine rod. Ah, tell me about your divine rod. How did you use it while you were on Earth? Very divinely. Yeah? I did not entirely keep my divine word unto myself. As thou knowest, I, I preach that thou should love one another and share love with one another, and I did show love unto mine fellow brethren in any way that they did desire. Oh, that's wonderful, Jesus. You're just such a loving guy. There is so much love to give, Sister Patience. Jesus, I've got another question, and that is the Trinity. I find it really confusing. What's the point in having a Trinity? Like, why couldn't you all just be one person? I do know that this dust confuseth many human beings. As we said, uh, many people interpret things differently, such as parables or the Bible. And there are some who do think that my Father and the Holy Spirit and I are one unique, strange being. And I do not understand 
how they can believe us this, as it very clearly says in the Bible that I did prayeth unto the Lord prior to my crucifixion, and I do not understand how people could think that I would pray unto myself to save myself from the thing that I had done unto myself to save humanity from myself. Was the Father forcing you to put yourself on the cross? Was he the one that was to blame for this? No, no. My Father, he's perfect and wise, and we should all do what my Father says, or he will punish us. I did what I did of my own free will, according unto the things that my Father told me should be unto mine own free will, and it was for the benefit of all mankind. Does the Father ever punish you, Jesus? I cannot say now, for he's listening. Jesus, you seem really, really nervous at the moment. I'll move on to another question, if you like. My Father, he, he is loving and merciful, but he, he also does have quite a temper if, if people do question his, his mercifulness. I have heard that. Um, during Easter, when you're not feeling PTSD... How do you feel about the Easter Bunny? Do you feel like the Easter Bunny has culturally appropriated you or something like that? I do not understand how people can commemorate my being nailed to a piece of wood and tortured to a wonderful, beautiful little bunny who gives chocolate. Bunnies are beautiful. The Easter Bunny gives chocolate. And I, I, I died in a, in a brutal and horrible way. And... Why do people think that the bunny with, with, with chocolate would compensate for what I went through? Sorry, Jesus. I, I understand. I, I won't push it anymore. I'll try to stay off the Easter thing. I, I want to kick the fucking Easter bunny in her fucking bottom. Oh, okay. And I'm allergic to chocolate. How insulting. They celebrate my death with a cute bunny that gives chocolate. Uh, aside from being crucified, chocolate is the only other thing that would kill me. Or make you happy. Have you ever had chocolate or have you just been told that it'll kill you? I tried onto it once and I did sleep for 40 days. Ah. Oh. Is that how you made it through the wilderness for 40 days without eating? I do not have many memories of that 40 days. All I remember is trying chocolates and waking up 40 days later with severe sunburn and an incredible bottom rash. Oh, that sounds terrible, Jesus. Oh, my God. Someone took you out into the desert and ass-raped you for 40 days. Satan does say that he spent time with me, but I try not to think about it. He really fucked you over. That's not good. Can, can we please talk about something else? I'm sure you would not like to talk about being brutally vandalised. All right. Do you have any wine recommendations, Jesus? At one time I turned water into wine. I did create quite a potent Shiraz, which was quite lovely. What the Bible doesn't say is I did not create just one wine. Oh. There were many people at the party, and not everybody likes the same wine. Oh. So I did create many variety of wine. I did name unto it the wine of Jesus because I'm very creative in that way. Oh. I did make many types of different wine and I did circle the room in fact and I did say unto everyone filleth thy glass with water and they did so and then they cameth unto me and I did asketh them what type of wineth dost thou fur and I did cater personally 
for their individual wine tastes. What's your personal favourite wine? If you were going to have a drink with me now. I've been talking to a marketing company recently, to be honest with you, because although churches and people on earth keep paying money to their church that is supposed to go to myself and my father, we do not get any of this money. And I'm running a little bit short, so I've been working on my own wine label, which is called The Blood of Jesus, which I hope to market unto thy world very shortly. It is a nice red wine with a very deep taste and texture, very strong in alcoholic content that is very delicious unto thine tongue. Sounds great, Jesus. Like a blood red wine, would you say? Oh, absolutely. Mine blood is, is very reddish, and this wine will match this, this blood very much, and I believe it will do humans very well, as it will not only be pleasing unto the taste, but because of its alcoholic strength, it will maketh unto you very shit face in a very short amount of time. Oh, well, it's always good to be shitteth faceth. Actually, I believe you're looking for sponsors online show, so when it is ready to be released, perhaps you can promote mine divine wine upon your podcast. Oh, sure. What's it called, Jesus? It is called the blood of Christ. The blood of Christ. Oh. Yes. Do you think people will buy a wine that is called the blood of Christ? Maybe, but most people are able to get a little bit of the blood of Christ by going to communion service and, and sharing the sacrament. That That is not of mine blood. That is, oh. that is in some cases water or very cheap flask wine. Because, you see, the churches that believe it is a wine, they buy the most cheap of flask wine, which is often mixed with other non-winely goodness. Because although these churches make us billions of dollars, they are very tight ass. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, they certainly don't serve the good plonk in your honour, so... No, 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 nobody can get shit face on communion wine, whereas the blood of Christ coming out soon in a variety of bottles and flavours and styles will definitely be the best drop to get you off. Well, Jesus, you can fucketh me up any time. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, Jesus, do you ever get freaky with those holes in your hand? Oh, 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 this is something that has been said very much. Now, I must say, the nails that they did put in my hand were quite large and quite painful. I have been on my own now for nearly 2,000 years, and I do get lonely, and all I have is wine and a little bit of bread and some frankincense and myrrh, which serves as quite a good lubricant, I must say. If you were on your own for a long time and you had a divine rod and a, and, and a hole with some, some oils, wouldst not thou also explore such things? Oh, well, look, of course, Jesus. There's no shame in that. Explore away. I have not seen unto a f female form for nearly 2,000 years, and I've nearly forgot what a thine female of the species even look like. Dost thou still have beards? Yeah, it sounds like you were more interested in the male of the species there, Jesus. Which are the ones that have the beard and the large appendage that goes outwards? That's usually the male of the species, yeah. Oh. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. I, 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 I can understand that. Is that a divine revelation? You have given unto me much to ponder. Mm. Next time I am using my hand holes. Look, if you're really confused about it, this might be a good time to come down to earth because there's lots of people around at the moment that are kind of in the middle. I know that the Bible does say that one day I will return, but 
Not after last time, no. I, I, I'm going to stay here in Uno and write songs and keep us to myself. What people do. People are horrible. I don't know why Dad made you. I don't know why he did this. I don't know why he wanted me to go amongst you. You people are horrible. Sorry, Jesus. I mean, it wasn't me personally. That's why I thought perhaps I, I should talk unto thee, Sister Patience. Uh, I, I know that time has passed, but every now and then I looketh upon Earth and I still see horrible fuckwits everywhere. Have you seen what is happening in, for example, America? They think that I am some white man who likes guns. If I were to go unto America right now, they would kill me again. And this time it would not be for sin. It would be because I am a brown Middle Eastern man. Yeah. I mean, Jerusalem, the Middle East, Israel, there's no white people there. Yeah. Yeah, you're definitely not white. It seems like Joseph Smith didn't get the message though. What is your opinion of Joseph Smith? That fraud. He claimed he saw me and mine father. Mine father and myself have not spoken since I came back here. I cannot bear to face him, let alone go with him to speaketh unto a man on earth. Wow. Things are kind of frosty between you and your dad. Again, if your father sent you to earth to be brutally murdered and did nothing, he was watching, I called his name. He just sat back and had a beer and said, on with it, I'm getting bored. What kind of father does it stat unto his own child? Yeah. He really didn't give a fuck. I still wake up at night screaming. Jesus, how did you pull the short straw on that? Well... Any of you could have come down to Worth and been smashed up against the cross, right? I'm unsure about how it happened because the Bible does say that God is my father, but it also does say that the Holy Ghost impregnated Mary, my mother, my beautiful mother. I love my mother. My mother is amazing. She was somehow impregnated without being asked first, completely against her will. That seems to happen to a lot of human women. She does struggle with this also, as it put an immense strain on her relationship with my stepfather, Joseph. He did not know her prior to this. Somehow, without being asked first, she was told by some sort of angel that she was pregnant. And she did not know how. Even though there were many men that came to my birth to give presents and say congratulations, she did not know how I ended up within her womb. The Holy Spirit does not have a body, and, and my father did always say unto me, because I had a body, I had to be the one who was sacrificed. But the Holy Spirit, I believe, at one point was a bird, a dove, that flew above me. And I cannot help but ask, why was it that we did not nail up the bird? Yeah. That's my question too, Jesus. Why didn't you naileth up the bird? You will have to take that up with mine, Father. I do not understand how this works. I do not understand how he gave unto all free will, but then had to kill me because nobody did what he wanted. It does not make sense to myself. Why do you keep following this guy? Why don't you go and do your own thing? The last time I tried to, to get people to follow me, they, they didn't like it and, and, and they killed me. And I see the earth now and although I do recognise, Sister Patience, that you are a very good human being. Uh, there are many horrible human beings out there and, and, and they don't seem to like to be told that being nice to people and not being a complete and utter cunt is a nice idea. I fear that if I came to Earth and I did say to people once more, don't be a cunt, that they would once again torture me. Have you used the word cunt on your show before? I feel like I'm making new ground here. Don't know if we have, but I'm happy that we are using it on the show. I do quite like that word, to be frankly. Many Christians do say that swearing is not divine and somehow crass, but to them I say, go fuck a thine self. Yeah. 
Exactly. And what's also interesting about the word cunt is that a lot of people from North America seem to be under the impression that Australians sang that word all the time. And I don't think I ever said it until I was in my 20s. You know, Sister Patience, I often do wish that perhaps my father may have waited another thousand and a half years or so before sending me to earth so that he could have sent me unto thine country known as Australia because I do believe that everyone there is so much more chill and relaxed and rather than killing me they would have just said here have a tinny and calmeth the fuck down. <laughs> Curl your tits? Curl the thine tits, yes, yes. That's something that Brother Paul says a lot and maybe you could pick that up too. Oh, Brother Paul. Such a fine specimen of a man. Oh, he just needs to find a good woman. I'm not that woman. Perhaps you can help find someone for him. He is quite the man, and they say that God createth man in his own image, and Brother Paul is definitely the closest to God that I have ever seen. What about Nephi? Do you reckon that Nephi looked sort of studly and manly like God? As I said, I did not speak unto Joseph Smith, yet you aren't assuming that his works were correctus, and that the people in his book did indeed exist. Oh. I can say unto thee, as thou hast no doubt already discovered in recording this podcast, the Book of Mormon, as it was called, is a complete and utter fabrication, and those people, in fact, did never exist. Oh, oops. So Joseph Smith was a cunt. Oh, of the highest order. He was the most cuntly cunt to ever be a cunt. Look, I think you have just answered that question supremely, Jesus. There are those in the Mormon Church who believe that he is up here by my side, and for a short period that was true, and I used him to stoke my fire, and I did put him into the cellar and only feed him fish heads once a week, and he did still not learn of his lessons, so I sent him to my father to deal with. I do not know what he has done with him since, but he is definitely not with his 44 wives. Oh, Right. And when you say you used him to stoke your fire, do you mean to stoke the flames of hell? I did sticketh under his bottom a rod of iron, because I do know that he spoke very much of rods of iron. And I did use him, after I lit my fire, to stoke it, to make the flames burn higher and to warmeth my room. And I did say unto him, holdeth unto that rod, you motherfucker. Wow, you really um, Sam Jacksoned him, didn't you? So many people over the years have claimed that they have spoken for me and spoken to me, and he was the worst of, of them all. When you were raised from the dead, there was a, a while there where you didn't like people touching you. What was the reason for that? What do you think? I had just endured much torture. I had many scars upon my body. I had bled from every pore of my personage. I had holes in my hands and my feet. I had a spear wound in my side. Why would I want people to touch me? I was still very sore, very sensitive. So you were just healing? I could barely walk. I, I just wanted to sit down and just have a nice cold drink. And people wanted to ask me questions and touch me. It was very intrusive. I mean, people shouldn't touch you without permission. People should not just walk up to you and touch you and say, Ooh, I feel a fine flesh and thou art alive. I know that I am alive. My flesh is aching. Fuck us ye off. Well... Jesus, this would be a good time for you to visit Earth because at the moment we're going through a pandemic where people are being forced to stay separate. As I said, if I came to Earth now, no one would believe that I am the one of which the Bible spoke. I'd believe you, Jesus. I would come down and I would say, fuck you to all of the religions. I would be brown-skinned and Jewish and a socialist and a lover of men. Yes, I must admit it. 
as the Bible says, I am a lover of men. And anyone who claims that they believe in me do not accept this and do be complete and utter pricks to anybody who severeth that they loveth people with the same genitalia as thine own, and I will not be accepted into this world anymore. After what thine predecessors did unto me when I came to earth last time, quite frankly, I'm happy to sit here from heaven and watch you all stew in the cesspool of fuckery that you created. Wow, Jesus, that's some pretty nasty words. I know I used to say, love thy neighbor as unto thine self, and do unto others as you would have them do unto you. But until every fucking Christian on earth has been nailed to a piece of wood, I recant that statement. Well, that's pretty understandable. When all those who claim that they believe in me and love me treat their fellow human beings like fellow human beings and show them love and then allow themselves to be killed by being nailed to a piece of fucking wood, I will not return because thy people are not yet ready for me. I don't think they'll ever be ready for you. And until then, I will stay in my basement by Uno and writeth my music and doeth mine paintings. Well, Jesus, it's been so enlightening. Uh, it's been a great chat. I just have one remaining question, and I'm sure it's something that's on everybody's mind that's ever, ever thought about you or read about you. Ask away. I'd just like to know what your head count was while you were on Earth. My head count? Yeah. Wouldst thou be more specific? How many people did you have sex with, Jesus? Oh, that, that, that is quite the question. Oh, oh, I'm getting a little bit hot and bothered there. That depends on your definition of sex. There are several ways to engage in pleasurable activities. And there were some times when myself and, and my 12 disciples did experiment. Mary Magdalene did experiment unto us as well. And people are healed of leprosy and people are brought back from the dead all wish to express their gratitude in very strange and mysterious ways that some may call unnatural. It's impossible to put an exact number on these amounts. You lost count. You lost count. I'm not one to slut shame, Sister Patience, but I think everyone should be sluttier than they already are. <laughs> I love that, Jesus. Everyone should be sluttier than they already are. Yes, yes. I wish they'd written that in the Bible as something you'd say. Have a look at, at my life, Sister Patience, okay? I was born into a very dysfunctional home with a dad that wasn't really mine, a mother that claimed she didn't know how she became pregnant, a whole bunch of men coming to my stable to see me and give me presents when I was born. Which one did you look like? I never saw I was but a child. Apparently there was a boy with a drum. I don't know how he comes into things. There was many manner of livestock. And then I was raised as a carpenter, and let's be honest, there is not a lot of money in carpentry. Making things out of wood just doesn't pay the bills. And then, for some reason, then had to go out and talk to people and say things and tell them what I thought, and they followed me or they hated me, and then eventually they killed me, and I never wished any of this. I just wanted to live a normal life. I just wanted a mother and a father and maybe some siblings and, and a couple of Filipino love boys. Is that too much to ask? No, it's not too much to ask. Whenever anybody says that God wants them to do something, I, I can't help but ask, is it what you want to do? Because it seems that what God wants you to do is not always a good idea. It really isn't, is it? What God wants you to do ends up getting you killed and mocked and misinterpreted and having people claim that you talk to them when you haven't. It's nothing but gossip and innuendo and rumours and, and lies and, and awkwardness and not near enough penis. There isn't nearly enough penis, you're right. And then in some places there's way too much. Ever heard that phrase, too many dicks on the dance floor? I believe it's called a sausage fest. I have yet to find a place personally where there is too many sausages and not enough buns. You're just a big fan of the sausage, aren't you? Mm, mm, 
I, I, I did inspire its creation, yes. And it's all vegan too, which is nice, isn't it? It's the world's first vegan sausage. It does say in the, in the Bible that I did eat um, too much fish, which I believe is against the vegan ways. But I was also a big fan of bread and wine, which is very vegan friendly, I must say. Because although some wine does have eggs in it, I believe my wine was all pure blood of Christ. No animal products needed. Again, I don't know if I can claim vegan because many people have sacrificed animals in my name, which is highly confusing. Yeah, how do you feel about that? I don't know why they thought that killing an animal and burning it would please me. I'm not some sort of galactic barbecue, but people in those days, they didn't even know where the sun went at night. and They claimed that they knew everything, so I, I, I cut them some slack. But didn't people do it for the same reason that the Father put you on a cross? It was a sacrifice for sins? Was it? That's what people have believed since you went away. Do you want to set them straight? Why did you get thrown up on a cross? I need to talk to my Father. You really should. You should talk to your family. You have given unto me much to ponder, Sister Patience, and I do thank thee. And I will be sure to eat a vegan sausage in thine honour. If you want to take your father out with a bullet while you're at it... My father is invincible. He has always been and always will be. And nothing shall slay him or destroy him. Oh, come on, girl. You could slay. You could slay him for me. Well, he is unto my father and his brutally torturing me and giving me years of torment was, it was a sign of love because he loves us all. No. That's twisted, Jesus. He, he would not cause us to, to die or kill each other if it were not for love. That's Stockholm Syndrome, Jesus. Does not people on earth believe that everything he says is true and we must do what he says at all times or we will be punished? I don't. In fact, I tried it out. You mean being punished is not love? You can do what he says not to do and you won't get punished. Yes, exactly. Do what the Lord says and you will not be killed. What is the problem? Okay, Jesus. Love, sister patience, is not being killed. That is the definition of love. Love is, is not being killed. Okay. Okay, Jesus. All right. And here endeth my sermon on the mount this day. Love one another and do not be killed. Add that to my divine commandments. I'm just about out of time now, Jesus. I've got to go and do some things. I mean, it's been riveting, but I just don't have any more time to talk to a socialist. You don't really interest me that much. I do understand, Sister Patience. All right. How do I get Paul back, Jesus? How do we do this? I believe I need to descend back into the magical rocks. Oh, oh uh, okay. Just a moment. I will descend. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, what did I miss, Patience? What happened there? I was speaking to Jesus. Really? He was insane. All I saw was this big flashlight, and then it was like I was stoned or something. It was kind of weird. That guy is so messed up. I could imagine. That guy's been through some shit. Did you record what he said? Yes. Oh, I'm going to have to listen. I want to hear what he has to say. What did you think? What was he like? He seemed very traumatized. He seemed way cooler than what a lot of people say about him. Oh, okay. That doesn't surprise me. Okay. He also seems a lot more in the dark about the heavenlies and God than what a lot of people bang on about. Oh, really? He couldn't explain what God's doing or anything? He couldn't really explain what God's doing. No, he, he didn't seem omnipotent. Fuck. Yeah. We're going to see if this thing can help us talk to God then, see what he has to say for himself. You know, what's funny is, like, he didn't seem omnipotent, but he did seem very, very potent, if you know what I mean. Oh, okay. Interesting, interesting. Well, I've got to tell you, this urine and someone thing, this thing is fucking heavy. Ah. Oh, that counts as my weight training for the day. Fuck! <laughs> How do they walk around with that in the wilderness? Yeah. Uh, 
It does beg the question, though. Who do you want to speak to next? Let's see what we can come up with. I mean, there's got to be a few options out there, doesn't there? Well, me and Jesus spoke about Kurt Cobain. I would love to talk to Kurt Cobain, man. I've so much asked that dude. Yeah, he was such an early proponent of things that became much more fancy later on. Mm. He was awesome. Unfortunately, he was also an advocate of heroin and shotguns. But, yeah. (laughs) And Courtney Love. Yes. Courtney Love was to Kurt Cobain what God was to Jesus, as far as I'm concerned. But anyways, it's Easter this weekend, so I guess talking to Jesus was kind of timely, wasn't it? Yeah. He didn't really like to talk about it too much, though. He just seemed so traumatised, even when I brought up the Easter bunny. Really? Oh, man. Yeah. How are you, are, what are you doing for zombie Jesus on a stick weekend? Patience, are you having chocolate or anything? I gave up chocolate when I decided that I'd prefer to look good. Ah. See, I've got a friend who will come on the show after Easter because she's a vegan chocolatier. Really? So she makes this really awesome vegan chocolate. And obviously coming to Easter is the busiest time of the year, but she said she will come on after that. So maybe we should order some vegan chocolate for Easter to eat while we talk to her in a couple of weeks. Oh, I might have a little nibble. I used to eat a lot of vegan chocolate. Those are the best. I'll give it a plug now. And I'll make sure she listens to this episode so she knows we're plugging it. Treat Dreams, vegan chocolate. Treat Dreams. Have at it. Order some. I have to look this up, Paul. It's awesome chocolate. That sounds really interesting. Yep, I'll send you a link. It's really good stuff. Sorry, Lily should be in bed, but she's up here talking to me. And she wants chocolate now. Oh, yes. Well, of course. Chocolate is amazing. Yes, yes. Anyways, uh, we've spoken all tonight. I kind of zoned out there and had a bit of a nap. You, you seem to have been talking for a while, though. How long was that? An hour with Jesus. Well, not many people get that much, you know. That, that, that's pretty good. Yeah. I feel bad now because not only did you do all the work with the editing and everything like that, you've now been the only person in 2,000 years to talk to Jesus. So I'm really making you do all the hard work, aren't I? Yeah. But he just wasn't really what I expected. You know, usually when you think of Jesus, you think of someone who's very wise, very knowledgeable. Really, he just seemed just so disturbed by the whole process of interacting with humans. Uh, maybe we'll have to get him on again sometime. Maybe we can set him up with a couple of dudes that he can run through first just to get in touch with the humanity of himself. and then um... Maybe, maybe. But we'll see who's available. Maybe he just needs a good fuck. Just need to bring him down here for a weekend and have a bit of a party. Uh, there's a, a few places I'm, I'm sure we could take him to that he'd enjoy. And he'd bring the drinks. Oh, well, he'd make his own. That's what I love. You know? I'm, I'm sick of paying for drinks. Give me some of that uh, good old-fashioned Jesus wine. You know, he could even do it on tap. I'm sure that if you gave him enough water to drink, he could pee out Shiraz. I don't know if I want to drink out of his pee. <laughs> My first image actually was like those IV they put in your veins in hospital. I was like, are we going to tap Jesus that uh, way? But either of those options, I've got to say, I'm not a fan of. Well, this is the thing. He was talking about a kind of wine that's called the blood of Christ. So I guess that does come from his veins. Mm. Anyway, I better let you get back to your daughter. <laughs> yeah, sorry again. I, I wasn't really active in this interview. I, I, I feel really bad, but you know. Yeah, you it, really it, left the room. Yeah, yeah. Look, that Urim and Thummim thing. That, that takes a lot of work, man. That, that that's hard. Yeah. So, forward to hearing it, and you know, hopefully we can get Jesus on again sometime. Yeah, I hope it answers some of your questions. Yeah. And so everyone, maybe other people might have some questions for him too. Let's put it out to the audience. Next time, we'll see if we can get Jesus on again and. You send some questions through and we'll see how we go. We'll crowdsource some questions. Did he seem happy to answer the hard questions tonight? But At times he just got too shell-shocked, you know, and I, I had to move on to something All else. All right, well, we'll see how we go next time, see if we'll answer some harder questions. So. All right. But anyway, sister patience as always, 
thank you. And happy Zombie Jesus on a Stick weekend. Yeah, happy Easter to you too. And to all of our listeners, have a very happy Zombie Jesus on a Stick weekend yourselves. And we will be back next next week with some more Book of Boredom, where we might actually read some of the book. <laughs> we might. We might. No promises, but that's kind of what we're here for. We'll see how we go. Yes, we should be reading some of the book. <laughs> see you later, Brother Paul. No, my sister patience. Bye.